Hi, this is Steve Edison for the Movements Podcast. Podcast for people who want to multiply disciples and churches everywhere. Today we're in New York with Brad Wall talking about pioneering movements in global gateway cities. Brad begins by telling us how he got to New York via Southeast Asia. We had been serving in Southeast Asia, leading teams among Muslims, and we had um, started to see some success in some areas, and yet we were having medical issues with our children. And so that kind of precipitated a return to the U.S., and we wrestled with the Lord. Um, wasn't always pretty. <laughs> we wrestled a lot with the Lord about that, and because he still did not take away this burden to reach Muslims. And I'm from South Carolina originally. My wife's from Virginia, so very rural area. Our kids were struggling because they were living in a multi-ethnic city of 8 million when we were in Southeast Asia, and then we'd come back here. And so someone said, why don't you check out New York City? There's about a million Muslims living in the metro New York City area. So we visited, and God just broke our heart for the people here. So uh, truthfully, I became bivocational, came, started doing real estate in New York City, and also working full-time to reach South Asians primarily. Even though we had worked in Southeast Asia, the numbers of South Asians in New York were just overwhelming. So we began focusing on Bangladeshis, Pakistanis primarily. And God just began burdening our heart um, for those people, and we began growing our team. And as in the process of all of that, God put me together with a guy named Chris Clayman, who had been working in, South, in West Africa, and together, we just saw there was this need. Um, in New York City, we realized that over 19% of our people groups, of the people living in Metro New York City, are from least reached people groups. So they're from unreached people groups. Um, over 2 million Jews, some of the largest Jewish concentrations in the world are here. Um, there's a million Muslims, about 400,000 Hindus, 650,000 Chinese living here. And... God just broke our hearts for these unreached people groups that there was all these church planning focuses on majority peoples, but not on these least reached peoples. And we thought if we're going to reach these least reached peoples, we have to have a strategy to do that. So about three years ago, we started Global Gates. Um, you started a mission agency. Truthfully, we started a church. Global Gates is officially a network of house churches. Um, and as a church, we have... Um, we have, we have voted to have a board of directors that oversees Mission to Unreached Peoples. And so now we are in about seven cities in the U.S. Um, with 26 mission families that are officially with Global Gates, and we're probably supervising 30 to 40 families outside of those that are official. Okay. And what's distinctive about Global Gates? Well, when we... For Global Gates, I think the distinctive would be um, our focus is we're unapologetically focused on the least, least reached peoples in global gateway cities. And so um, we're going to stay focused there. Oftentimes in large cities, people come with a desire to reach least reached peoples, and then it gets tough, and they end up going and reaching an easier-to-reach people group. <laughs> or, and they gather whoever shows up. Um, but for us, we're really trying to employ church planting movement uh, principles, similar to you would be doing in 
Eastern context or you know outside of the Western world, um, but see those happen in our cities mm -hmm. here. So very much a disciple-making movement methodologies that lead to churches. Um, and our, so I guess our mission would be that to reach reaching the ends of the earth through global gateway cities, and that would be focused on church planning movements that would spread from our cities back to the homelands of the people we're reaching. So the first challenge is to reach, disciple, form new churches with uh, these unreached people groups. Second challenge is how does that get back to the where they're from? So how are you going with the first challenge? How's that going? You know, we're, we're seeing more salvations and baptisms in churches than ever before. It's still very early. Um, we're, you know... Um, I think we, when I presented to our board of directors last six months, we saw 22 Muslims trust the Lord. But out of those 22 Muslims, only six were baptized. And out of those 20, and, and only two Muslim background small fellowships were formed. So there's still some problems. We're still working. You know, it's, we haven't figured it out. Well, we, we could say there are problems and there are also breakthroughs. Yes. And so, you know, we're overcoming hurdles even in the West, people see a church on every corner. So even before they become believers in their mind, if they become a believer, they have to go join a, an institutional church. So even overcoming some of that with people who, as they come to faith, to recognize they need to be quick moving so that they can actually reach their people. And so it's been really exciting to see some of our some of those from the cultures we're trying to reach grasp hold of that and have a burden for their own people. So are you also training and mobilizing uh, existing believers in the city? We definitely do that. We do. We offer a lot of training. And I think even how I got connected to you was with a, a, a common friend who came and did what we call sifting weeks, where we come in and we train volunteers from outside the city to come and go sift through all the hundreds of thousands of unreached peoples here looking for people of peace and our households of peace. And when they find those, they connect them with our, our on-the-ground workers. Um, we're also doing multiple things to train locals here in the city. I met yesterday even with a pastor of a traditional church who still has a heart for reaching unreached people groups. And we're going to be doing a training in his church on how do you share Christ with your neighbors because one of the great things about the global cities that God's, God's put together, Muslims and Sikhs and Jews and Hindus all living side by side with followers of Christ. And we have a great opportunity just to reach the world, even in our own neighborhoods in these types of cities. And are you seeing, uh, you, you mentioned um, you've seen some fruit amongst Muslims. Are you seeing any other unreached groups that uh, are coming to faith and, and going into discipleship? Sure. We're, we're just early stages. We've seen a few Hindus come to know the Lord. Um, we've had a couple of churches started and then they fall apart because there were some problems with leadership or those types of things. So we're seeing some work among Hindus. We're still working through some problems there or you know, opportunities we're trying to figure out. Um, among Tibetans, we've seen a couple of believers. It's very difficult. You know, there's no Tibetan movement to Christ in the world. And so I feel like these are some of the areas we can reach them. Um, among Sikhs, 
We have, we don't really, that's a major need for us. Um, right now I'm mobilizing in New York City. We have about 80,000 Sikhs and no one's focused on those folks. In Toronto, there's 300,000 Sikhs and only one or two missionaries at all focused on those people. So it's a great need. Among Jewish work, we have our first team um, working with Hasidics, which is a very difficult group to reach. Um, they're seeing some breakthrough, but man, lots of persecution. Um, even here in the West. Any other areas where you're working for breakthrough at the moment, other people groups? You know, those we're primarily going to be focused on those five major religions, you know, Buddhist, Sikh, Jewish, Hindu, and Muslim. Um, just because that's the majority of our unreached people groups or least reached groups. Um, you know, in the process of that, we lead Hispanics to the Lord, we lead, you know, we lead Caucasians to the Lord. And generally, you know, we, we, we try to connect them with like-minded ministries. Or, but our, our focus is trying to stay focused on those least-reached peoples. And when, as it is the intention when they come to faith to uh, gather them in, um, in, in sort of mixed faith background and ethnicity or are you going to try and start churches among Sikhs for Sikhs for instance yeah no actually because we're looking for exponential growth um, what we found and I know this is always a question in the west is do you throw out a general approach or do you have a very specific approach for people group or language group Um, people what we're doing is we're training our workers um, where is the natural affinity So, for example, on the outside, it may look like Nepalis and Tibetans all do everything together in the West. And maybe they eat in the same restaurants and they they shop in the same stores. But if you really look, do they ever go to each other's homes? Do they, where do they connect? And so we're trying to keep these natural lines. So really, really, we're training our missionaries to be focused and experts on one people group. And yet, they also have to be a generalist as others come to know the Lord. So I have a team working among Gujarati Hindus. And so they're focusing a lot on Gujaratis. They're becoming experts on how do you share Christ with Gujaratis that makes sense for Gujaratis. And yet there's a lot of Telugu Indians here because they come to work in the high-tech industry. And so as they meet, they're, they're bringing them to Christ, and they're sometimes introducing them to each other, but really still helping them focus on their own people groups, just because we think that's what gives us the best possibility for expansion Um, and how we can put Christ in the clothing of a Gujarati person so that it feels less foreign to them. So our main groups, for example, right now, like we have a group meeting among Bangladeshi Muslims. Um, You know, there's... There's Bangladeshi Muslims, there's um, Montenegrin Muslims who came to come to faith, there's um, Pakistani Muslims, but generally those, they don't want to come worship together. For one reason, in our global gateway cities, many of them don't speak English well, so they want the worship in their own language. And so, um, and you probably find this where you guys are as well, people speak English, but they speak business English. When you come to religious terms or religious matters, they've never expressed any of those in English. And so if we can keep those in their own language, it's working much better for us. 
And typically, is is the approach? Um, how how would you sort of connect with the you or your workers connect with these communities and and find those open doors with with houses of peace or people of peace? Well, I mean, on the outside outset, let me just say. We firmly believe our best evangelists, our best church planters are not Westerners. They're people from within those cultures. And so, um, but if you don't have people within those cultures, it must be us. It has to be us. And so um, generally, you know, we're doing, primarily we're trying to keep um, very streamlined. So a lot of it's relational, meeting people, talking with people. We do generally share Christ fairly early. Um, it, if my experience is if you wait to share Christ, it only gets more and more difficult. You know, so we identify ourselves as followers of we're, as Christ followers very early. Um, but really, our goal is we're looking for people to either come to faith or who are already of the faith to find us, and then we spend a lot of time discipling them to reach their family, reach their friends, reach their coworkers. So. Really, we kind of, and I don't want to confuse people with the outsider-insider terminology, but I'm meaning someone within the culture and someone without outside the culture, we really have to partner together. And so me as an outsider, that you know, when we first arrived every day of the week, I'm sharing Christ on the streets. Um, however, you know, if I keep doing that, and this is a T for T type principle, if I keep doing that, I may get 10 10 total conversations of sharing the gospel in a week. And so who can I train so that I can maximize the number of gospel conversations happening? So I started training people, training other Christians to go share. And, you know, I get that up to 50 times a week, the gospel is being shared among my people group. And then, lo and behold, there's a Muslim background believer moves here from Bangladesh. He talks to other Bangladeshi Christians. They say, you need to meet Brad. He has a heart for Muslims. So, you know, we find people when we're out doing the work. So we do the work. Then we find those within the culture. And I began working with this brother, and he's our most effective evangelist right now, our church planter. He's just planting churches with, with Bangladeshis. We're also partnering sometimes to bring people who have been effective church planters in Bangladesh or in Pakistan to the U.S., and stay with us three or four months. Um, a friend of mine, Kevin Greeson, calls this hot coals. And so we have a guy right now um, in New York um, doing that, which helped giving us a, a boost, I would say, and helping us get to seeing churches quicker. So primarily it's sharing Christ, loving people, but calling people to decision. And then the moment they trust Christ, we're expressing how much God loves them, but also loves their family and asking, how can I help you g- give this good news to your family and your friends? Um, and then go from there. What What do you use for discipleship? Those of our, our workers who are from a Muslim background generally start with the Quran and bridge into the Bible, and they're answering questions those folks are asking. Um, I actually use some of your things as well. Um, I think I think anyone who wants to do ministry beyond themselves has to have something in writing, especially in the West that you could spend 30 minutes with someone and give them tools to go lead a movement. And so I have my own little version. Like what are you, Yours is called Following and Fishing, I think. I have my own little version of that. Um, we, I, For Westerners working among Muslims, I think Mike Shipman's Any Three is one of the best. Um, it makes sense to a Muslim. It makes sense to a Westerner. 
um, to use. We do. We teach them how to look for houses of peace, and then that discipleship for a new believer would be, you know, just we use the seven commands of Christ from George Patterson. A lot. We tweak it, tweak it for ourselves, and then we ask our national partners to tweak it for themselves and those things. But something that's just reproducible and get, tells pe- people need to know what to do, what to say. When it, we find, especially new believers, if it's a kind of a gray area, they're not sure what to do, they do nothing. But if they know what they should be doing, they're very much obedient to go do that. So that's sort of phase one. We're, we're seeing the beginnings of uh, disciples, groups, churches, reproducing. Um, now you want to see that um, jump back to where they came from. So how how's that side? Are you at that point yet where that's beginning to happen? Um, we personally are not. We have some friends who have been working with students who have actually seen their students go back to China and plant churches and things like that. Um, but what we recognized is in our cities, we're free to share the gospel. We're free to go reach people. I, yesterday I was in Bay Ridge, Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, which is the home of most of the Yemeni population in New York City. And, you know, I can go and share Christ very boldly with those folks. And what we find is most people, unless they're refugees, they're going back to their home country at least a month or two months every year or two to spend time there. They keep a passport. And so as we've seen some believers, even among some of those communities, it's slow because persecution is is really heavy for them. And you, you guys know one of the biggest things we wrestle with is probably not even religion as much as materialism and the desire for the, the Western way of life. Um, but as people get a hunger for that, um, we are seeing some reaching here. We've not seen them jump back to their home countries yet, and that's where we're focused. And truthfully, even as an organization, we, the Lord's blessed us. We grew very quickly. We started three years ago with four families, and we've not recruited anyone, but now we're about 20, you know, 26, 27 families and growing more and more. Um, and yet we sit down and say, you know, our goal is not to start an organization that just grows large. We want to see results and churches planted. And so and we just trained 21 of our missionaries, brought in David Garrison, and we did a strategy coordinator training. And so they're all putting together their six-month profiles and their master plans to see, help them do better at what they're, what they're trying to accomplish. But the things you're doing, I mean, if you are beginning to reach uh, these unreached peoples in a Western setting, um, despite the distraction of materialism and getting on in life, um, but you're also giving them a simple reproducing way of doing discipleship and church and and reproduction. Exactly. So we train our workers and we do ourselves. When you have a new believer, you're a new believer, you need to be the disciple you want your disciple to be. And that's that's kind of a catchphrase for us because discipleship is caught more than taught. And so we tell them, if you're not calling that person and checking in on them and taking them with you to share the gospel or taking, you know, modeling Christ for them, no matter what you teach them, they're not going to do it. So you have to model and you have to push them out of the nest. And um, we also tell, really train our folks, don't make them your best friend, make them your partner. I'm going to help you reach your people group. I'm not, I'm going to provide all your needs. 
you know, those types of things. Um, and so then we generally, we train them and we have them train it back to us and say, and we, you know, give very good accountability. And this is all straight T for T, even DBS kind of things. Um, train it back to us. Who are you going to go share this with? And then we try to bring it back. If we're not getting obedience, we come back closer, closer, closer. So with a new believer, and I learned this from, uh, from Bill Smith, we'd say, new believer comes to know the Lord. Say, so who's the one person you can share with what happened? So we're always looking to help people find obedience and be successful in obedience. So if we give them a, a if they say they want to be held accountable to read their Bible daily, well, we're going to ask about that the next week. Um, we always share them, try to get them sharing the story of Jesus, of what's happened to them very quickly as well. And so I, um, if we're not getting obedience, we bring it closer into. So if I can't get obedience after a week, then I'll say, what if, who, what if we talk in three days? Can you do, what can you do in the next three days? If I can't get obedience in those three days, what can we do by this evening? And, or we go and do things together. Um, and so um, Bill Smith, uh, kind of a mentor of ours as well, shared one thing with me. He said, you know, with a new believer, they come to know the Lord. And we, we try to model this as well. We say, who is one person you can share what just happened with you before you go to sleep tonight? And will you text me by 10 o'clock this evening so that I can celebrate with you your first act of obedience to the Lord? And so we're just helping them realize that Christianity is not so much about knowledge, but it's about the, a way of life that we follow. And truthfully, those, those obedience steps and those ways of life are what helps us see change. And so, you know, I know some people have spoken out recently against like church planning movements or exponential and rapid change and those things. But for us, we're very, we're not going to back down on that because the world is the way it's going to be 10 billion people before 2050. And at the rate we're going, we're never going to keep up. So we have to have something in our strategies that's going to exponentially grow if we're going to have any hope of reaching the world for Christ. But what you're saying is the building block of movements that multiply disciples and churches is actually teaching every new believer how to follow and obey what Jesus has commanded. You know, we often look for the silver bullet, what's going to be the thing. that it's, There is no silver bullet. It's all hard work and being available to people. And, you know, one of the struggles we have in the West is we fill our schedules so full we don't have time if there's some, some if we have a new believer. We don't have time to pour into them, and so just trying to set priorities and say, "This is what I'm going to live for the kingdom of God, and I'm going to live, and this is my priority." And other things I may not do very well, but I'm going to be very good at discipling, so that I can say, like Paul said, you know, I if I'm burned out like a drink offering for you. That's my greatest joy, is seeing my disciples do more than I'm doing. Hmm. So, Brad, um, a lot of the, us listening to this podcast, we're, we're going to be thinking, you know, if we're in Houston, we're going to be thinking, well, we've got thousands of Kurds here, uh, or maybe we've got Nepalis here in, in the UK. You know, there are Gujaratis, there are Bangladeshi Muslims. Um, there are a lot of people now... Um, you know, flooding into Germany. There's going to be, you know, 
a million or more uh, refugees, many of them are Syrian, Syrian but, but there are other countries too. So this is a global phenomenon. Yep. Um, so those of us that are here and, and we can either do something or train and mobilize others to do it. How do we get started? You know, I would say first just look around you. Who's there? Um, you know, if you're just on your own, I'm going to reach who's around me. Look around you. Get to know a little bit about their culture. Learn some, enough so that you're not offensive to them. But, you know, most people who have come to the West, they've never been into a Westerner's home. They've many times never been greeted by a Westerner. They've definitely never been um, engaged on a heart level by most by a Westerner. And I would say befriend those folks, share, talk with them. Um, you know, there's an app. Jesus Film has an app that you can, you can download, show them the Jesus Film in their own language. Ask them, can we watch this together? And then can talk about it. Um, ask them, you know, do, do, they, what, do they know what Christians believe or followers of Jesus believe? Offer to pray for them, you know, especially among South Asians. I've rarely been denied the opportunity to pray. And I love to pray things that only God could do, you know, and talk, pray for them and say, can we pray? You need a job. Can we pray that you'll get it within a week so you know for certain that this was something that Jesus did for you to show you who he is? And then build on that. Um, you know, begin studying scriptures with them. Um, you learn about DBS, Discovery Bible Studies, um, learn some simple ways you can share. But And I would also say connect with other people who are doing like-minded work. If you're on this podcast, you've probably already connected somewhat. Um, but, you know, on our website, globalgates.info, there's some resources. We put together a little book, kind of a how to share Christ with all the different religions, kind of a how to do it for dummies, a very simple way to connect and share. Get that book if you'd like or contact some people but, man, we have such an opportunity. The Lord is moving people. Um, he's just moving people in ways that we've never seen, that I, that I remember ever in my lifetime, seeing him move. And, you know, I'm really challenged by the fact that God seems to bless people and not programs. And so be that person you would love, you want to see your disciple be. You know, love in ways that are extraordinary. Serve people in ways that make them question, why would you do this? You know, be bold in your evangelism. Um, and then think about, about ways, how do you share Christ with them? And it's not an invitation to Westernism, but how do you share Christ to them in a way that would feel, feel not so foreign to them? And giving them permission to explore Christ in their own, you know, in their own language and their own, among their own customs. Um, and there's many pl places, you know, even with, I love an iPhone now. There's so many apps. You can get the Bible in how many languages free. And I use that all the time with people and giving them the scriptures and on the U, U Bible or faith comes by hearing the Bible.is. Okay. And so the best way to get in touch with, um, you know, the ministry you're involved in is through globalgates.info? Yes. Okay. And you're in how many How many cities do you have a presence in? Right now um, we have missionaries in the Washington, D.C., Baltimore area, New York City, San Francisco Bay area, Houston, Atlanta, Columbus, Ohio, um, 
We're opening work in Toronto. We're in New York. We're in multiple cities in New Jersey as well. Um, and truthfully, we're asking the Lord wherever he'll lead us. So if you've got a heart to, and you just need friends or you need a, a tribe to join um, in London or in Dubai or, you know, in a gateway city in Singapore, in Hong Kong, we would love to talk with you and see if there's any way we can serve you. Like I said, we have official missionaries working with us, and then we just have people who partner with us, and that we anything we can do to help with, it, with others. So if you have a heart for the global cities of the world, go and visit globalgates.info, get in touch, get some training, get involved, start giving, and see what God will do. This is Steve Edison for the Movements Podcast. <laughs>